0: Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Welcome back and thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week. For those of you that are kind of bi-weekly listeners, I want to apologize for missing a week. Um, In my last podcast, I talked about losing a family member. And so all of last week, I was in my home state of Minnesota supporting others. Um, However, if you're the person that's not listening in September of 2021, you can just click on the next episode and it is in perfect time. So for some of you, this uh, comes at the perfect time. And for those of you that are biweekly listeners, my apologies again for not being able to be consistent due to family things. So thanks for your sweetness on that. So this last episode, episode number four, this is a final one here. And so just to kind of recap through the journey, it's been very much so based on kind of getting new layers of understanding going right, from the first episode of really learning about the spectrum of sensitivity and being an empath, intuitive and psychic, and understanding where we sit in that space, on that spectrum. And then the next one was so much about, you know, what do we do? How do we figure out what's our energy in that? And then the last episode really looked at resistance. How do we learn how to not resist the energy as we feel it? Because when we resist it, a lot of fear and control comes up, and then you've got this kind of going on. So, in perfect time, the last episode, episode number four, this one has a lot to do with compassion. This one has a lot to do with that heart-centered awareness and trust in yourself as an empath that it's actually a really good thing. So, what I'm going to bring up today is actually, I've noticed in myself right? Because I'm always speaking from my kind of first-person experience over here, but also from a space of working with a lot of folks in a client way, in a coach way, in a psychic way. And I tend, like I have said, to work with a lot of people that are very sensitive, empathic, sometimes maybe have been diagnosed with um, ADHD or generalized anxiety or depression or a lot of these diagnoses that talk about having a hard time running your energy, staying present, Trusting yourself, being able to be in present time. I tend to work with a lot of people. For some reason, uh, those people are drawn to me, maybe because I'm healing those things in myself as well. But I noticed that there are a lot of folks that are sensitive or empathic. And for some reason, the sensitivity, the empathic, the intuitive, the psychic, they're all this ability to sense and feel things on a higher frequency. And so, What I notice is that very much, not very much, very little of society actually sees these as a good thing. They actually don't see the empathic pieces as a superpower, and I really do, because More so in our world, there's a lot of people that are starting to argue in all these different capacities, sometimes over little details. This is right. This is wrong. And so what we actually need to do is sit down at the root and listen to one another and see one another. And so folks that can feel more energy can feel into other people's spaces, animal spaces, plant spaces. Sometimes they're going to have a better understanding of what's going on, or they're going to be able to see someone's side more easily. They might feel their own energy, but they can also very much tap into other people's energy. Which to me is an amazing gift. Imagine if we could actually experience our own side and also hold someone else's. And it doesn't become right or wrong. It becomes, wow, from over here, I really see this. And I can see based off of your upbringing, your experience, how that feels really true to you. Can we come together? Can we meet at this place rather than arguing back and forth, right and wrong, true or false? So, to back up a second, most of the time, sensitivity, empathy, all of that, at least in the culture that I grew up in, at least Midwest Minnesota, and a lot of what I see in the US and in clients that I work with, is that if you're sensitive or empathic, it is this sense of looking at it as a weakness. It is a sense of seeing this as vulnerability, weakness, Um, Being able to be taken advantage of, powered over. There's this sense that if you're sensitive, you're not protected and that you actually can't hold your space or you're not strong enough or you are at risk of being attacked or abandoned, which is absolutely not true at all if you're empowered in this sensitivity, which is what this whole series is about, is how do we recognize what's my energy? How do I become more in my sovereignty about this? And a big way is that we actually have to flip the mindset of sensitivity, which really goes against sort of this cultural upbringing. If you brought up in the United States and you haven't been a recent immigrant that's come over, you've kind of been embedded in this. And I see this a lot for male-identified people. There is so much that if you're male-identified and there's a sensitivity or empathy, it is beaten out of you it is really really looked down upon and I've noticed in a female body as more and more women are coming into places of power there's almost this energy of having to more masculinize yourself I think I just made up a word masculinize I'll check if it's a word later but yourself to like be able to be in society in culture so, and there's a lot of politics around like women being in political spaces and being able to have masculine qualities, right? To show that they can be a leader, that they're not too sensitive or vulnerable, because there's somehow this perspective in society that if you're sensitive, if you experience emotions, then all of a sudden your cognitive awareness of things or your intelligence goes out the window because you're controlled by your emotions. And I'm, that makes me really sad, right? Our emotions, our feelings, our sensitivities is what reminds us that we're human and that other people are human, right? Like we see people online all the time argue against points. Do you think they could actually do that in person? Right. Like you have people arguing over right and wrong or this fact or that fact. And we actually got them together in a room. Do you think they could look eye to eye at one another as someone tells a sad story about how their perspective comes from a difficult thing in their life? Do you think that person could really remain in eye contact with that other person and not experience a sense of, wow, empathy or understanding I think that's the hard part about technology is that it disconnects us in different ways. We really lose our humanness. And so there is something to be said about emotional intelligence here. And being an empath and being sensitive is really developing that emotional intelligence. What am I feeling? Where does it come from? Can I contact that space in myself? Can I send love to that space? Can I actually use mindfulness practices and take a step back from that feeling? And to go even further with the intuitive, with the empathic, then we take a step closer to it and we go, huh. And we kind of analyze it and we say, how much of this energy is originally mine, right? If this is a wounding that happened back in time, does this wound, was it carried by my father, by my father's father, by my great grandfather, right? Like down the line. And so a big question that I get from folks a lot is, you know, I've said this before, is it my energy or is it someone else's? And so sometimes... I guess when I hear this question, my response in some way is, does it matter? Right? Doesn't matter if the energy that you're feeling, say it is yours, but if we trace it back, this is a family lineage piece. Most of us aren't set up, I don't believe, in life with all of these kind of traumatic wounds, right? Or cysts in our space. We usually learn these over time, as psychology says. It's got a lot of different theories about attachment and wounding and how we're parented and reparenting ourselves and. We really are like a sponge when we're little. We're sucking up our environment. We're understanding how we're supposed to survive, right? We're understanding that our body is actually a separate thing from our parents' bodies. It takes a lot of time as a child to even understand that they're a separate being to start with. So when you're watching parents, when you're watching siblings, what do you do? You start copying. You start learning this is how I survive. This is rewarded. This is not rewarded. So Again, I know I tangent out a little bit here, but so much in our culture can see empathy, sensitivity as weakness. And so when we have energy in our space around like, am I sensing someone else's energy or is this my energy? It's like, well, if it's your energy, there are other people that are involved with that energy. Most of the time, our experiences are in groups. They're a collaborative. They're a result of a situation. So that energy, even though it might be your experience, is actually taken from another experience from the past. It's not actually happening in present time. So regardless of whether the energy is yours or it's someone else's and you're feeling it, it's not actually in alignment with you in present time, perhaps where you're going. It could have been alignment in the past to survive, to get through things, I'm a big fan that every way that we learn to cope or get through the world is actually a wisdom. So it's like, how do we treat that as it was once a wisdom? So the reason I bring this up again is because what we're trying to do is release energy, whether it's old energy, whether it's someone else's energy, where it's a mixture of both. It actually doesn't matter whose energy it is. And like I said, my empaths, because they feel it so strongly, they want to take responsibility for all of it. And we're not trying to throw shade on other people, right? We're not just like, oh, this isn't mine. I'm not going to take care of it. Or, oh, this is my mother's. I'm going to be mad at her about it. It's like, oh, we have a sense of compassion and mindfulness around like, wow, this is an energy I'm carrying. Who else carried this energy in my family? Or who else does this energy get kicked up in around me that I might feel and match that frequency of? A lot of the students that I work with, we talk about matching frequencies. And again, when you're an empath, we can really match other frequencies a lot easier. Because again, if we go back to this theory about being a small kid, we are more likely to match the frequency of what's around us, even if it doesn't vibe with us, than go our own way, because that's actually not safe. That actually goes against survival right? Our programming is to learn what the status quo is, what the MO is, and sometimes you might find that we push against it as we get older, but when we're little, we don't necessarily fight too much. You know, we do have the sassiness, the sassy toddlers, right, or the tantrums and things like that, but in general, kids learn, right, what to do and what not to do, what's going to trigger you, right? If you're a parent, you know, you might think your kid's always sick it because they're pushing your buttons in different ways, right? So, again, shoo, Taken off on a little tangent here, but coming back, it's really important to bring compassion in here. It's really good to bring play here. It's like, how do we be compassionate? How do we not see this sensitivity as weakness? How do we actually go, wow, if I can feel other people's spaces, I can actually heal myself and give that healing to other people. I have to tell you this. So even this morning, My partner and I, we love walking to this coffee shop okay, near our house and so we're walking to this coffee shop and we see the owner there and this owner is a really amazing woman and her husband just passed and so we see her and we greet her and all of a sudden she's there and she just opens and we end up being in a 20 minute conversation and she starts crying and her daughter's there helping her out of the coffee shop and she tears up. And we have this really big moment where we're just standing in the middle of a coffee shop for 20 minutes and my partner and I are standing there really really trying to hold the space for her. She's feeling a lot, right? You know, and this woman is definitely, you know, in her 60s or her 70s and this has been her life partner, you know, for several decades where she where she lost him. And so it's that moment that Because I've worked so much on my empathy and not taking energy on, I was okay to stand there in this deep grief that she was feeling, hold my space and see her as a soul, to give her a soul hello and say, hey, I see you. I see the pain that you're in. I see what you're going through and I care so much. How can I offer you this space? How can I trust that this is going to be a really important healing process for you, but that we're all wishing you well, right? So a lot of times as an empath, when you feel so much, there can be this kind of um, moving away or we can wish someone well, but we're kind of pulling away at the same time because we feel it so strongly or we feel overwhelmed by it. And so when you become an empowered empath, you realize the medicine that you have to see other people and all of a sudden people will just open. I was talking to my partner, it doesn't matter where I go, somehow I end up getting in these really deep conversations with people because they can see that I care and I open, but I'm not taking on their energy. I'm standing there and I'm seeing them and the struggle for me after I see them is to really track in myself, where is my boundary, right, because I'm a person that I could stand there for an hour, right, and completely lose track of my day because I care so much about this person, right, that I'm just like, wow, I really want to be there for you. You know, like this thing that I'm doing doesn't matter, but it does, right? (laughs) I learned as a kid, I used to let my energy overflow into other people. And what it did is it dishonored me. And it also dishonored the other person's space. It becomes idiot compassion sometimes, which is a term from um, uh, Vajrayana Buddhism. So. It's a sense of if I don't trust that this person can actually handle their own space, I'm going to pour energy in, but it, it doesn't allow that person where you see them and you say, I see you, I love you, I trust you, you're doing great, I'm cheering for you. I'm going to hug you but I'm also going to give you space to stand on your own to feel that pride to feel that courage that you have right if we it's like a parent that's overdoing it all the time the child never learns how to actually trust themselves they don't learn how to problem solve and so we see people as two things we see them as this miraculous puzzle that worthy and deserving of love we see ourselves in the same way and we offer what we can and we also hold our own boundaries so that that person also respects our boundaries again my Empaths tend to sometimes go into helping and fixing people, and then there's this resentment that it's not always coming back, which can really slide into idiot compassion. So again, this episode, like I said, is all about compassion. How can you hold compassion for yourself with this, compassion for other people, and also bring in this sweetness in the heart space, reminding yourself this is a gift. This is a gift to be able to feel into energy, whether it's my family's energy, whether it's other people's energy, it's a gift to feel it. And in order to get clear around it, I just want to make sure that I have practices where I learn how to release energy, right? And there's some of these tools that I've taught you about checking in, how much is mine, how much is other people's. And again, when we know it's not ours, we give ourselves permission to let it go. And we have a little bit of play with it, a little bit of fun. And I know that can be difficult, but sometimes I'll walk through a crowd of people and I'll walk out and be like, whew, I just tried to heal like seven different people. I felt this over here. I felt that over there. I took it on to try to understand my world around me. And I have to laugh and go, oh, man, so many good teachers today. So many good teachers just to let me know, oh, I should have grounded my space a little bit more. Or, oh, here's me trying to care for the whole world again. And I know that I can't because if I keep trying to care for the whole world, I'm not going to be able to function in my own life. And so as you know, if I were to do all of that, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be sending this video to you trying to help you do the same. So by respecting, caring for other people, but holding my own boundaries, holding my own heart, I'm also able to do both. I'm able to offer this to you. I'm able to offer time to me, and I'm able to offer what I can, that love to other people and the other clients that I see. We want to be well-rounded, pouring the same amount of energy into ourselves as we do with others. I feel like I talked so fast. (laughs) I didn't even have coffee this morning. Well, I had a latte, so maybe some espresso, but bear with me. So much information came out. Sometimes it's a little bit of a channel stream. But so, again, reiterating sort of this point coming back, it's checking in with yourself and saying, as I'm going through this, as I'm realizing my empathetic skills, my sensitivity, all of that, am I really, really coaching myself? And like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This is a gift. Oh my goodness, how do I strengthen this? How do I give this medicine to other people, this gift of seeing them, the gift of feeling them? right? The gift of honoring them. And how do I honor me and also have clear boundaries and continue to work on clear boundaries? You need both. As a sensitive person, an empath, an intuitive, a psychic, you do not want to blend fully into other people's spaces because it's really hard to pull yourself out. Some people that maybe don't feel energy as strongly, they can blend into someone's space and come out. Right? I've met a ton of people that can watch these really intense movies and really be in it and then they walk out of it and they just go make a sandwich. I'm sitting there 2 hours later after I watch a movie and I'm crying because the character was depressed and maybe lost someone and then their dog died and I just feel like I died. Like I feel personally like I died. I'll sit there on the couch like crumpled up in like the fetal position and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was way too intense." Right, so it's like you really have to gauge your level of sensitivity and what level of boundary do you need? Obviously I sit here clearly like had known boundaries at all. And I work on it now, right? I'll watch a TV show and I'll be like using my energy tools to move energy so that I don't blend with the character so fully, but some people don't have that problem. And that's amazing for them, right? But they also might not be able to tap in long-term to another person's suffering. So they might not be able to see people always at the same deeper level, unless they're working on their emotional intelligence, right? Asking questions, other ways of knowing and learning things about people. So this episode is all about you really loving yourself in the sensitivity and when you love yourself you're able to kind of hold your space and also give if you trust yourself you can hold your space and also give and so if you're in that space of resistance it means you're not fully trusting your space around it and so some people end up switching their space end up really shifting their energy by remembering to have mantras right or affirmations And I love affirmations. I did an episode on it where affirmations actually change your whole trajectory of how your brain functions, right? The certain neural pathways it uses to understand things like neuroplasticity. Okay, your brain can change depending on what you think and what you tell yourself, even if it feels inauthentic at first, is going to change. If you look in the mirror, you can do mirror work. You can look in the mirror and say these things and they can feel completely false or strange or weird. They can bring a lot up in our space. That's great. If you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I 100% trust myself and there's something that comes up in you or you look away, it's going to bring up everything in you that disagrees and that's what needs healing. Right? So there's all these beautiful ways to access these things. And sometimes we're scared because if we see this, we feel like as an empath, I'm going to get overwhelmed. I'm going to have to protect myself. And to be honest, I was sitting today kind of doing a, a tarot reading for myself before this. And I was thinking to myself about all the fear that can come up in terms of empathy, you know, being sensitive. And I was like, so all these intense fear or resistance when you know you're sensitive and empathic and you build all of these walls right in terms of like resistance like what's the greatest fear like what's the core of that fear like what if we don't build the walls we say I have to build the walls or what Right? It's good to have a boundary that we can see through, almost like a glass wall. We want to see what's going on and also know that we're protected. But if we build all these concrete barriers right, and these massive walls and we block ourselves out and we say, I don't want to see it at all, what is our greatest core fear there? And it might be different. It might be different for everyone. But I was thinking about it and I was like, what is my core fear When I used to build really intense walls out of fear, out of resistance, I realized that the core fear of the wall was shame. I realized that the core of it was shame because I felt like everyone else was more powerful because they could just turn it off. And I was like, wow, everyone else doesn't seem to feel as deeply. And it really impacts me. It really impacts my day. And when I'm impacted and someone can tell that I'm sad, I feel shameful. I don't feel as powerful. And so this is a whole different framework of looking at empathy literally as a superpower. And I've really reframed that for myself of, wow, feeling so deeply, if you can feel empowered in it, is a superpower. It's a really amazing way that you can use the way that you sense into the world to bring even more healing into the world and healing into you. So my invitation is to look at if you're a sensitive, empathic, you've got intuitive hits, you've got psychic hits that come in, but you also have these really intense kind of concrete walls, these barriers, this I don't trust other people or I can't show my full emotion or you get overwhelmed really easily. It's asking yourself that big question of what are my walls made out of? What are they protecting, right? They're protecting me but why did I build them in the first place? What was so awful to feel that I said, I can't feel that anymore. I can't go through that. I can't experience that. So I need to put up this wall. Maybe yours is the same as mine. And if it is, this is the moment where you get to actually say something different. You don't have to be sad or shameful or fearful or bring out doubt. I speak to you in this place because this is a time in the world where more than anything, everyone needs healing. Everyone needs someone to see them at their core. Everyone wants to be known. There are so many secret, deep parts of ourselves covered in you know different patterns and the ways that our families have been in the world, and you know different situations that have scarred us in different ways, and for someone to see us and say, "You're enough, and I'm sending you love, and I'm here, but I also trust you. I can't imagine what medicine, if we could say that to one another, how it could really impact our world. So again, this last episode on compassion, on for yourself, for other people, of really changing this framework of from this is a weakness to this is a strength. I don't have to be shameful. I can be proud of this. I can be excited about this. I can see the potential in this. So if you're in the space where you're like, I want to have the potential to strengthen this, I want to be able to hold my space. I want to be able to honor the other people. Most of my empaths and sensitives, they're drawn to healing things because they know their capacity, but they're also afraid of it at the same time. So you can have this amazing superpower, but be afraid because maybe it's been too overwhelming or someone's hurt you when you brought it out. This is a sign. This is your soul calling out to you and saying, your medicine is needed in the world. Find a way to be in your sovereignty and your seniority so that you can offer it. The world needs you. There's a purpose here. And not saying that all of my empaths have to be the people that do that, but there's amazing, amazing opportunities here. So you're invited to really listen to these episodes, really practice the skill that I taught you about really looking at your energy. And if you want to learn more, if you want to take it deeper, please contact me. Happy to talk to you about what's happening in your space and where you might want to go with it as well. So thank you so much for being here, for listening to all the episodes or this episode or any sort of combination of them all. They're sent with love. They're sent with hope that we can really heal this world together. And going back to this woman at the coffee shop, this owner today, the last thing I said to her is I put her hand on her shoulder and I said, we're all really healing together, aren't we? we're all in this together. And there was a tear rolling down her face and she nodded and she said, yeah, we really are. So you're invited to heal with all of us, with me, with everyone else who's watching this, with everyone else in the world that's taking steps to heal ourselves one layer at a time. You're invited. Sending so, so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, SoulEssenceWellnessCenter.com, to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.